Hey, Internets, this is Rev, and today on Indie Game Riot, we're talking about a game 13 years in the making. Phil Fish, possibly an asshole, is in the news again. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Keep going, don't stop. <laughs> and a walking suit of armor with a shovel. Grab your bandanas and Molotov cocktails. It's episode nine of Indie Game Riot. It's Josh and Yan here is episode nine for you all. How are you all doing, Tech and Rev? Not bad. Not uh, bad. Not bad. I'm not drinking this time. Uh, as I was telling you guys before uh, before recording, I've got a, a tooth issue that's kicking into overdrive. So I'm high as a kite on Vicodin tonight. You you should also definitely not drink on Vicodin. Really? Oh, dude, it will, like, I'm, I'm not even, like, a good thing. We're talking, like, your body will, like, start hurting everywhere. Oh, I, I, I have a, a purified drinking water with flavor-enhancing minerals, 500 milliliters water bottle. Ooh, you know, one time, one, one time I was at a, a really expensive wedding, wedding reception, and uh, all the only water that they had, because I mostly only drink water, the only water that they had was mineral water. And so I probably drank, like, a liter of mineral water and I got so sick. <laughs> like like that night I'm just like, oh f oh god, this is so bad. <laughs> I don't really get mineral water. Because I mean it's just water that they pull straight from the earth, right? So it's it's no, just as dirty. No. It's it's water that they pull directly out of whatever your local water source is. And then they just added stuff to it. If that, like, go watch a go watch the Penn and Teller episode on. Oh it, yeah, of water and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like like this was uh, this was technically it, it's Walmart brand bottled water. And, oh, uh, the, it the was great value. Yeah, the great value, and it was uh, bottled by Cot Beverage in San Bernardino, California Municipal Water Supply. So basically, there's some jackass who's sitting there at his at his kitchen sink filling up these water bottles. <laughs> I just got this image of like Walter White <laughs> instead of meth. It's, water, it's just water bottles <laughs> at his kitchen sink. Uh, uh, it's, like, it's like doing deals in the desert. It's just like it's the real <laughs> shit. Try it. Real stuff. Blue water so, brought to you by Walmart. Other, other than the uh, than the Vicodin buzz that I've got going on in my my cheap bottled water, um, I've been playing a lot of indie games and getting some feedback. And one of the games I'm stoked we're going to be talking about it tonight. So, oh uh, yeah, awesome. I I uh, in less eventful news, I installed a CB radio in my car because that's practical. Yeah, no, it was actually really cool. Uh, there's a thing called dropping skip or drop and skip, which is basically when atmospheric conditions are right. You can pick people up from hundreds of miles away instead of the standard like five to fifteen. I don't know if you can anymore, but you like back when cell phones were still like antennas, you could you could sometimes pick up cell phone conversations. Uh, I I, I don't know. 
but like, there's an app for it. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yesterday, I was able to pick up a uh, a conversation happening over in Georgia. Why? It was awesome. What were they saying? Um. Well, they were. Was just, it NSFW or no? No, no. It wasn't okay. NSFW. It was just like um, just just talking because they're like, oh, hey, you know, we're so. Like, you know, atmosphere conditions are perfect, and they were just talking. Because on CB radio, people just talk. Um, I, I, I've seen that before, like, people, like, talking over over those radios, and they just, like, I get, there's, like, a whole, like, underground culture. Kind of, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's it's weird. And I, I've seen that, like... Pirate like radio and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah pirate radio is, like, there's groups of people that will just get on. I guess there's websites for it, too, where you're like, oh, get on at this yeah. time. And then they just... That's weird. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. There's actually a, a station uh, where I am in uh, in Maryland that that runs on channel I think 17. Uh, guy has super clear audio, like a really great setup from what I can tell. So I well, know, that's cool. Pirate. If, uh, if, Just if, an FYI, there is an Android app called CB Radio Chat. Ah, weird. Oh, yeah, it's because it's all on the same frequencies. Like for those of you who don't know. And it might be you guys too. Uh, the the citizen band is uh, similar to the AM band, um, and then it's a little different than the uh, the family band, which is where like the little like push to talk walkie talkies are on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can boost a CB radio to interfere with uh, like satellite signals and like phone signals and stuff. <laughs> it's super illegal. I, NSA. <laughs> yeah, and IGR podcast has been shut down. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying like that. That's what you. That's what the possibilities are. But you need like a power <laughs> amp and all that stuff. And allegedly, yeah, allegedly. No, but what's real, yeah. So, 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 out of curiosity, like, do you not like do do cops give you shit about having the the CB radio? Because I imagine that you know it. Unless you're not California, well, yeah, okay. So California, you're not allowed to like talk on your phone and drive at the same time. That's the yeah. same here. So it, they shouldn't. So it's how a, do it, you do that with a CB radio? It's not a handheld device. It's attached to the car. You mean you a hands-free have, device? No, it's it's a it's a handheld device. Well, part of it's handheld. I mean, there's a little microphone to it. Well, I mean, that's the that's the thing. Because that, like, that's the part I'm asking though. Like, if you have the um, speaker mic thing up next to your face so that you can talk, you've only got one hand on the steering wheel. And well, if if someone's smoking and driving, they only have one hand on the steering wheel. Maybe that should also be legal, in my opinion. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll argue that one later. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll do that one after the says, show. Says the smoker. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, no one what asked you? me. No, no. I was getting there. I was getting no. there. Keep your he ego. Did. He asked. Uh, no, like the actually, there, there hasn't been, there hasn't been much going on. I'm just hot. It's hot as balls. Yeah. If, if you know what balls, if you know how hot balls are, it's, it's as hot as them. Yeah. So approximately 80 or sorry, 96.7 degrees. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah, so it feels like that. I'm no. sweating. <laughs> uh, as I said earlier, I am, I'm glistening like Edward from, from uh, Twilight. Since since Red didn't get that reference earlier, uh, but uh, now everyone has this image of me just like in like just, like just, just listening like in yeah, slow just motion. melting into the chair. Like yeah. uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to like Fourth of July. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I know technically we have another episode that's going to be quote recorded, quote, recorded on Fourth of July, even though it's going to be recorded earlier because <laughs> everyone has things to do. Uh, but I, I am looking forward to that. Do you guys get Do you guys get fireworks? Uh, hell yeah! 
In oh, fact, yeah. uh, I'm actually going on a trip up to Pennsylvania uh, to go to the fireworks shop just south of Gettysburg yeah. uh, soon. Oh, so, wait, is it legal in your state? Uh, to import fireworks? Well, I know because like in Hawaii, for instance, a lot of fireworks are illegal mostly due to brush fires. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same way in California. It's, it's just like purchasing stuff here. Like you can't buy mortars or stuff, something. And depending on where you are, setting them off, you know, if the cops come, they'll ask you to stop. But it's not really illegal. Yeah, in California, like they can shoot you and stuff. Not, not really. Well, it's California, so they can't. <laughs> but um, yeah. no, it, highly illegal. Like it, we're actually we're we're traveling for fantasy con uh that weekend um so in utah like as a non-officially sanctioned fireworks display uh we can't have anything that is that travels more than uh two and a half feet high by three feet horizontally so is it is it because of the uh the brush yeah yeah around here Around here, the only things that are illegal are like bottle rockets and the big stuff like that. Um, and that's mostly because of, well, fires, but a lot of times bottle rockets, they tend to like land on people's roofs. Yeah. You know, unless you're And like out. hurt people and stuff. Yeah. Over well, here, it's like- because of stupid reasons. Over there, it's because of like, oh, yeah, you could kill 20 people. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't. I don't buy that because there's that town in Spain. I think it is. The where- rain in Spain falls in the plains. No. Yeah, exactly. No, they have the two churches, and they're, like, on either side of the river, and every year they get together and launch bottle rockets at each other at this giant <laughs> war. Like, it really is. Like, yeah. these, the, these two parishes get, like, they all arm up, and, and scoring is based on how many act- how many of these rockets actually hit the uh, the bell of the opposing church. Check out the video for it. I'll see if I can find That's it. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, I throw I agree those poppers at each other. I, I <laughs> I actually had a, a mortar explode under me once. Uh, what happened was it was one of those like uh, four or five uh, shot boxes. Oh, and we lit it yeah. and then it went one, two, three. The thing falls over facing towards me. <laughs> Dive out of the way. Falls right under my feet. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I jump out of the way as this thing explodes in this it's big like an thing action purple. movie. And, and, I, and, I, and that happens. And, I, and, and oh, God, it was so cool. See, you guys, <laughs> but I didn't get hurt at all. I'm, I'm envious of you guys and your enjoyment of fireworks. For me, they're just pretty kind of lights. You guys get, like, color interchanges and stuff like that. Like, wow, for me, it's just like, ooh, there's an explosion in Traily light thingies. Oh, that's right. Because you can't <laughs> yeah. see colors. Yeah, it, it's uh, more of an auditory experience for me. You, you know what else is explosively awesome, though, guys? What? What? Indie News Ejection. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an Indie News Injection. Thanks, Indie Games. All right, everyone, we have an update for you uh, for the first thing in Indie News Injection. That is about the Minecraft EULA. If you don't remember in a previous episode, we talked about the EULA uh, where they were uh, f- everyone was freaking out because they were changing it to not allow people, quote, quote, uh, to make money off of anything Minecraft related. However, uh, pitchforks and yeah, torches. pitchforks and torches and kill notch. Not don't do that. <laughs> um <laughs> But really, what I suspect, and I think Tech and Rev also suspected, is that it was much more uh, 
directed at a specific group of people, uh, mainly being people who were taking advantage of others on their servers by giving perks, uh, perks to people for, for donations, for larger donations or um, things like that. Um, however, server management, that's yeah. right. However, they recently came out, uh, looks like June 12th, actually, they, they posted something on their, their blog on Mojang.com. Um, basically, basically saying what you can and cannot do. Um, so those of you who own servers or, or know anyone that does, you might want to let them know that they're going to be okay. They're, you know, as long as they're not already being assholes, they'll be all right. Um, you're allowed to charge players access to your server as long as everyone's paying the same amount. There is, you, you cannot give special privilege to people who pay extra to get in or whatever, anything like that. Basically no pay to win. Right. Uh, also, you can't have paying and non-paying customers. Right. You can accept donations, but again, you can't give perks for donations. Um, it's more of like a, a goodwill type of thing. Uh, but you can give in-game uh, in-game items. Yeah, in-game items except for capes. They want to keep capes for themselves yeah. because they like to, uh, I guess, for, for people who, mm-hmm. who are special to them, whatever it is. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so anything but capes are okay with giving, but as long as it's it's not a like cosmetic. like Tech said, play play to win it has to be cosmetic. And, and that's kind of I think that's a really good move because there are a lot of options that people can do for servers with individual items that you could give to uh, players who have donated a certain amount of money. Because a lot of servers I know, oh you know you donate, you become a VIP member, you get to fly, and you know you can see all this stuff. You know flight. Now, mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, if you pay money, all of a sudden you get the ability to fly. If you pay money, you get an item that lets you fly. I mean, well, it, it, it's uh, easy. Well, no, you it says it, it, it. No, it you says, can't. It says you can't affect gameplay. No, you can't. Yeah. Be, well, but but uh, oh, what about well with these so, like mini game with these mini game servers? You can't. That, does that constitute gameplay? Because it, right. is it the? There can there can be no there can be no. Uh, you cannot gain any kind of advantage via okay. Well, well th- yeah, exactly. But that wouldn't be like advantage, like oh, you know, you're in a lobby and you can fly around and be like, hey, you know, I donated. You I know. guess I don't know. I guess that w- I, in my mind, that would be okay. But I think that's yeah. kind of pushing it a bit. It's it's working the system, but yeah. I can see how that would allow servers to still run like they've been. Pers- personally, I think it's better just to keep a, a clean line of do and don't because. Once you start being like, well, what about this? It's not really, yeah. you know, you're not getting an advantage. But then, then people start trying to, yeah. like you said, work the system and it gets, and, and then just gets messy. And then we lose things instead of gaining things. <laughs> right. is, yeah. Um, some other things that you can do, you can also provide in-game advertising or sponsorships. So if you're on a server, you can like make a giant Minecraft floaty sign in your thing. If, if you have like a sponsor from, I don't know, Curse or something like that, um, you're, that's fine to do to, to fund your server. Um, you buy dominoes, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, so the two main things you can't do is like like we were saying, you cannot do anything that will give anyone an advantage uh, within the game. Has to be you know they have to earn everything themselves basically, and also don't pretend to be Minecraft or Mojang. You have to you have to specifically say that you are not associated with Mojang because I think that has to do with a lot of, again, we talked about last time, a lot yeah. of angry parents contacting yeah. Mojang when Mojang's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like it's, we're not doing anything. 
we, we sell just sold a the game. game. What the hell do you want from us? You right. know? Yeah. Right. So uh, that's that's really the gist of it. See, guys, it's not really that bad. And if if it is bad for you, you were doing something wrong in the first place. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't be taking advantage of people. You you bad bad person. You. Uh, go. No, I, our, our our listeners are good, upstanding internet citizens, right? Huh? <laughs> Probably. And then, we get a, and then we get a comment on this video. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> you jerks. My Minecraft server's ruined now. Well, he's, he's, he sounds like he, he sounds like uh, uh, Pete's. You have you guys ever saw a Goofy movie? Uh, yeah. a Way long time ago. You jerks! I I, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, you kind of sound like that. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was like Pete's friend or something like yeah. that. Anyway, uh, any last thoughts on that? That, that was just a quick update. I, I, we were. I, I was expecting it to change or get cleared up. Obviously, I mean, it's Mojang. They, they aren't dumb. Loves their community. So yeah, they they and obviously YouTube monetization not even affected at all. And speaking of YouTube monetization. In the news this week, <laughs> we have the possible asshole Phil Fish. <coughs> asshole Phil yep. Fish. Asshole. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, I no. Want I, to clarify. I want to clarify that because, like, I, I got the, I, I said that line for laughs in the intro. No, right. And, <laughs> it, it, it was funny, and I'm a firm believer that you should never let, um, you know, being mean get in the way of being funny. Like, that's right, just of course. my yeah. comedic timing things. So I don't actually think that Phil Fish is an asshole. I think that a lot of people think he's an asshole, and there's he a, has, it's he a has big a, difference there. He has a terrible PR issue. He, not he's, everybody. I is think that PR it isn't an asshole thing. I think it's more of a maturity thing. I think it's an ego thing. It eh. might also be an ego thing. But anyway, he has come out and said uh, on Twitter. He surfaced on Twitter for the first time in a few months, and he basically said that if you are making videos of his content, you owe him money. And large any, amount of- a large amount of money, which would constitute probably like 60 to 80 percent. I'm just speculating here, but that's probably the numbers that he had in his head um, for playing his game and posting footage of it on YouTube. Uh, he also talks about uh, that all Let's Players owe a large sum of their uh, uh, profits to the developers and that it's illegal if you stream the entirety of it publicly for people to watch for free. Um, and then went on to say, and the developer should in no way be compensated for their work being freely distributed to the world. Right. Makes sense. Um, and that last one kind of got to me because I think as, you know, uh, Josh, as, as let's players, you can agree that we're not distributing those games at all. No, his, his point of view is like, he's trying to compare it to like, like streaming a movie for a huge audience. It's not. No, you're not. It's it's there's no every gameplay is a different experience every single time. It's always it's transforming. Like if PewDiePie plays a game, it's going to be PewDiePie and the game. Whereas if someone else plays the game a different way, it's it's going to be a, a different experience. Now, you can make the argument for like cutscenes, I guess maybe. Really, but because, because no game ever tells a story outside of a cutscene. The, no, you can. Yeah, they tell a story, but the point is, is that everyone experiences the story differently when you play it. Well, when you're watching someone else play it, I mean, you're talking about spoilers, but that spoilers is a different thing completely. Uh, no, so that's I'm, your choice. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the experience of the game itself. Like, I'm a big fan of of Let's Plays. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you know this this shouldn't be the case, but. 
I mean, let's let let's kind of think about this from a from a rational or not rational. Sorry, wrong, poor word choice. You were rational bastards. Uh, <laughs> but, but let's let's think of this from a more uh, economic point of view. He kind of does have a point. You're, it, it, it would be the equivalent of me walking into, you know, uh, it, it, oh, I, I go over to visit Tech and I make an audio recording of whatever his latest movie is that he's working on. You know, it's just the audio. And then I go and upload it and make a shit ton of money off of that because of advertisements and whatever else. That's 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 a complete. That's, that's still a completely no, different that's, story. That's the exact same thing. You're taking a complete well, product and you're taking a segment of it, uh, you know, a, 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 a bit a bit of that, and then monetizing that. Well, like, like if you're doing it just as review, like I will I will give reviews and for educational purposes. And I don't consider doing a walkthrough to be educational, but if you're doing it for review purposes, I can get behind that because reviews don't show every step of the way. They allow for stuff to be discoverable. Well, if you're doing a full-on let's play of the game, you're kind of showing everything. But that's that's a different thing, though, because you, besides, okay, besides the facts, besides because we're probably not going to agree on the fact that that it's different from a movie. But then there's you're talking about let's plays. They people probably at, I would say at least half the people that watch let's plays watch it because they want to know what it's like, so they know whether to buy it or not. Let's plays make people buy the game, which gives Phil Fish his money. Fez was had a little bit of pickup from YouTube. It's not really wasn't really like Amnesia or Minecraft was, but still the the point remains and. They also, again, you're talking about walkthroughs. People view those videos to, okay, I'm stuck on this one part. What do I need to do? They'll go and visit that one part. They've already bought the game. So it's not taking money away from him. And it's not using his code. It's not using anything that he's created other than the image. But that is, again, transformative because it's changing every single time no matter who plays it. And the only thing you're distributing is the the video part of it. There's this other game side of it because uh like i really like watching let's plays of um zelda games because i hate zelda games i can't play them they they just don't they don't work i i i play them and i and i'm using the controls and i hate it and it's just the worst experience i can have with a with a well-polished game in my opinion not to say that the games are bad but i mean one of my uh, one of the best experiences I had watching Let's Play was watching a Let's Play of Majora's Mask from beginning to end back in like 2010 and it was great because I can say like oh I've never played Majora's Mask I, I don't want to but it gave me the opportunity to and to be able to still experience right exactly and, and that's okay, so what's 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 the difference I, I mean let, let's look at this legally then I mean I will use a, a piece of history that might be coming back. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mystery Science Theater 3000 did a completely transformative work. They showed a movie that had their shadows and they did riffing over the top of it. And, you know, the movies that they did were all, you know, public domain. 
Right. That's because, true. Because, you know, yes, they were changing it and people weren't watching it to watch Manos, the Hand of Fate or, you know, pod people, which some of the best ones, by the way, um, you know, they were watching it because they wanted to see, you know, Mike or, or yeah, Mike or, or uh, Crow and, and Tom Servo, you know. <laughs> That was the experience that people were watching it for, but they still couldn't legally just take a random AAA movie. Well, that that brings um, me that brings me to my next point. First of all, again, a movie, same time every single time you watch yeah. it, minus minus the commentary. You're not even talking about commentary. Same time every single time you watch it. Whereas gameplay, it is not the same time for every single player. Not to mention the fact that skill is involved when you when another player plays it, they might suck, whereas another person might be good. But that's besides the point. The other part but, is but if I watch your video of 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 Fez and I watch your episode one four different times, I'm going to have a completely different experience each of those four different times. You're talking about my video, but if you go yeah. to play, it's going to be different for you. But uh, that so there's no reason that you wouldn't want to buy it then because it's a completely different experience for you. What I'm saying is that when you're talking about rights to copyright or people's property, mm-hmm. you, we're talking about like, does this affect their this the main thing? One of the main things they talk about in that is, is this affecting their ability to make income from this? Are, are, are the let's plays stopping people from buying the game? No, it's not because the people who aren't going to buy the game anyway. Are going to watch those videos. They're going to watch the videos the full way through. They're probably not going to buy the game anyway. People who watch the videos the full way through, people aren't dumb. I mean, they are dumb, but (laughs) um, but I mean, most people aren't dumb. But in general, people, you know, they're 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 going to watch a video and be like, okay, this is going to spoil some some stuff for me. Maybe I should wait until I play it and then I can watch it later. Or they're not going to buy it at all. So they're just going to be like, okay, well, I'll just watch this person play. Like a lot, for instance, to give an example, Amnesia or Outlast, I've had so many people watch my videos saying, I'm never going to play this game because it's too intense for me, but I can do it vicariously through you. These people are never going to buy that game ever. Well, also, whether my videos uh, exist or not. Okay, so think let's... about it. Think about it also. Hold on, hold on. I have this idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, on a similar it. similar idea. Um, the the people who are also making ad revenue on these videos are making ad revenue on these videos because they are posting the video and then ads are being placed around the video is is that similar to like i i I want your honest opinion is that similar to a movie theater showing a video and then showing advertisements that make the student the 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 local theater money before and after the movie and in the middle and on top of well they the difference with that is they 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 pay out of everyone's ticket comes a licensing fee for for that studio so that's well, little- well right but if you but other studios or other not studios other theaters will buy the i guess licensing i guess but is is buying the game not paying a licensing fee to play the game because you're not distributing the game to play the game yes to go on and make profit off of the game i don't think it is i mean let's go ahead would people watch would people watch pewdiepie if he wasn't pewdiepie well and that's a different thing i I don't watch when you're well he's making money because he's him not people watch for the personality, not exactly. the game. Exactly. Well, I mean, and that's in some situations. For, well, 
for this, I should say subscribers generally yeah. watch for mm-hmm. this personality. Okay, so let's let, let let's turn this around. Let let's thought experiment this. Let's say it's not Phil Fish that says, "Hey, you guys, you, you let's players out there." Let's say it's uh, Tim Schafer. I mean, we were. How we were talking, dare you invoke no. the name of Tim Schaefer? <laughs> I am no, the great Tim. You know, we were talking earlier about how he's such a nice guy and and all of that from from personal interactions. But you know, if, if he were to come in and say, "Hey, look, I don't mind that you guys are making money off of this, but seriously, you know, you should kick some of that back to the people that actually made the game." You know what? I also just remembered. Huh? You know that Phil Fish has the ability to contact YouTube and be like, hey, uh, all this content that that had, like, flag it, can I take, like, 50% of all that stuff? The thing is, too, though, if he's going to start flagging it, he's going to start going to court against some people. I mean, not people like me and you, because we can't deal with that crap, but... There are some people out there, uh, I don't know who's who's actually played it, I've never seen a a Let's Play of, of Fez, but just to give an example, like, Angry Joe... I know, yeah. I know his ass would take people to court if, if he felt like he well, was being... Well, Angry, Angry Joe only does reviews, though. He's That's not... No, he does, he does Let's Plays. Oh, no, he does do Let's Plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. he does. But They're I'm just, I'm just giving an example of someone who, who would do it if he had to. And, um, and to be fair, uh, and using Minecraft as an example, and I know Minecraft is a little bit of a different thing. It's like, oh, you know, it's a different game every single time you play. But, you know, disregarding all that... When Minecraft first started getting big and all these videos were starting to be posted and everyone was starting to make money off of Minecraft, YouTube, and I've, and I've read this, YouTube contacted Minecraft and Mojang and were like, hey, uh, do you want any cut of this? And Minecraft was like, no. So, I mean, there, there are ways to... And, and I like, think, I... Yeah. It, I, don't, I think two thoughts. One, one is regarding the, the cut of it is that does he... Does he re- deserve the right to a cut of it? I don't think so personally. And obviously, I've, we, we've gone over that back and forth. Yeah. But sh- should he? I mean, like, if he wasn't such a dick about it, like, he, he, he's not. Because the problem is, the, my second thought is, like, he's, he's going about it so horribly. I mean, he, he, goes, he goes and says something f- freaking stupid uh, that, that, that makes him, whether he is or not, that makes him sound like an asshole. He goes and hides from it for months, which, which again, you, you run away from it again. They're like, well, obviously, you know, you did something, you said something stupid. And then he comes back and says something else stupid. But if, if he was okay about it, I think more people would be willing to, to maybe take his side. You know what? Because well, I think I think we all agree here so, that if so we what you're, what you're saying is that if it was Tim Schaefer that said this, it would be okay. No, it's I not don't, that I it would be that. okay or not. I I just think that people would be more willing to to throw him a bone. You know what well, I mean? I think because I think I think all three of us agree that if we made a video of an indie game, any indie game, and we really enjoyed that game, we because all of us want to support an indie game. And there was an option on YouTube to check the box, kind of like Humble Bundle, and say, uh, do you want to send a percentage of this to the dev? We'd be like, yeah, we want to support the dev. If it gave me right? an option, I would do it. But I'd as give them an option, 50% of it. as an option, I will say I don't think they actually have a, a right to it. Back in the, the dark ages of YouTube, when I was Let's Playing in 2010, um, by the way, you guys will never find those videos. They are, they are hidden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> view, viewers, I can send you guys links. But... Um, <laughs> uh, 
if, if a game got a content flag, I would be like, I don't care. I'm not going to play that game anymore. You guys are not going to get any of my opinions. I'm going to basically say, yeah, no, uh, the company w- went about it all wrong and I don't want to deal with them anymore. So you guys aren't going to see this. And I mean, there just has that- to be a little bit of respect. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, this is the passive aggressiveness of the situation is, is also kind of annoying because yeah. yeah. And, and so, so basically what what we're getting back to is, is ultimately it's not the fact that he believes that it's, it's, you know, a system that, that should be utilized and the developers should be compensated in some way for all of the money that's being made off the backs of their games. But, the fact that we seem to be butting up against is the fact that it's Phil Fish and he doesn't have a PR company to filter for him. But (laughs) one issue also is that is the amount of time that it actually takes to produce um, a quality Let's Play and the amount of time and the amount of effort and the amount of like practice that it takes. Tell tell me about (laughs) and his enormous effort to do a quality Let's Play. I mean, that's okay. Like, well, when I say like quality Let's Play, I mean, someone who's let's say been been let's playing for a long time has a decent audience has a way of going about things and produces his uh let's plays and his videos in a way that doesn't necessarily take away or add to the game uh, but takes time and then all of a sudden you're saying that any amount of the time that he has spent producing that uh video albeit with uh commentary or practicing for a part in the game or um uh, spending time on effects or graphics or anything like that, all of a sudden, all that time is going back to the developer. Okay, I'm not saying all of it. Well, I'm right, saying right, right. some of it. I mean, what would what would be fair? What what do you think well, would be fair? Well, but but then why is YouTube? Uh, why is the money that Google and YouTube are making off of ads okay, but the people who are playing the game isn't? That's I, been I a don't for a long time, actually. But, okay, so like, let's let, let's put it let, let let's uh, let's continue the thought experiment. So it's okay. Tim Shape for not Phil Fish, right? It's not okay. YouTube. It's some new utopia video site, okay, that, that allows us to do all of our our favorite stuff. Utubia. For people, <laughs> utopia, yeah. Um, uh, so, what would you think would be a fair amount? I mean, obviously, we don't know the exact amount that Phil had in mind. My but, my you know, opinion if I'm would making, be optional. I think, I think I think you should go humble bundle route and say how much you want to 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 shoot their way. That's my thinking, and that's because we have disagreement on the legality of it because and because there's so much gray area there. So. Well, and also, it's sort of like, does that mean that then? And and here's the other issue: if it's a percentage based thing, does that mean that fifty percent of all of my revenue, which would be like I don't know, like. 60 cents on a video even uh so so i'm paying uh tim schaefer 60 cents to have the ability to make uh 30 cents on a on a video but then if game grumps does the same video they have to pay tim schaefer like three hundred dollars yeah. Like th- like three hundred bucks for that same thing, but they're making and, and this, these are just speculative numbers. Obviously, right. you know the numbers aren't real. But let's say you know they made uh, they out of out of their cut from Polaris, they make six hundred dollars on a video. Fifty uh, percent of that then goes to 
Um, uh, Tim Tim Schaefer, is that who we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm bad with names, sorry. Uh, it goes to Tim Schaefer, so that's 300 bucks in a Tim Schaefer's pocket uh, for one video, and then that's $300 uh, in the pocket of uh, Game Grumps after their partner you know, paid them and everything. Um, but, hold on. You know how sometimes you, you start saying something and then all of a sudden your brain like goes to something else? That's totally what just happened. Um, but but you know what I'm saying? Like my 60 cents versus their three hundred dollars is is the game is streaming the game worth three hundred dollars? Is me showing that game on a site worth three hundred dollars? I think well, it, there's, if, it, there's... if it isn't, why would you do it? Well, but then what about street like uh, live streaming? Well, live stream is actually completely different. There's that's why you can you can play licensed stuff over live stream and be okay. I've, I'm not sure 100% of, of how that goes legally, but I know for a fact that you can play licensed music. You can play things as long as it's live and, and it's okay. It's it's the recorded stuff that's the issue. I, I think the big issue comes with separating, and this is just like in general, separating the difference between the amount of time that the developer put, developer put in to the game that you're playing and the amount of time that the Let's Player put in to making the Let's Play. Well, we we should probably move on because we've been talking yeah, about this yeah, for a while. Exactly. But I think I think just in general, talk about in the comments, two, argue and two, fight. There are two different things. There's there's the legal issue and the moral issue that you know that you have to pick a side on. Legally, obviously, it, it's he does not have the right right now. Uh, <laughs> morally, he has the capability. More morally, not even. I don't think kind of. Tell us what you think yeah. in the comments and, and do me a favor. Like, uh, and this is, this is something like I, I come across as a Phil fish fanboy, and I, I know that, you know, some people may look down on that, but the man made a beautiful game, a brilliant game. I bought six copies of it to spread amongst my friends and, and, I, and not being biased. I think it's, I think the game's a little overrated. Well, that's, and that's not because no, that's, I think he's an asshole. It's just because I play the game and I'm like, well, it's a yeah. it's a good game, but it's not the best game. No, it, yeah. it's not the best game in the universe ever, but it was a good game and it was worthwhile. It was definitely worth the amount of money that I put forward onto it. So in in the comments, yeah, sure, go ahead and, and let's hash it out whether or not, you know, Phil is uh Phil is the, the cause of this. But you know, try and try and keep this separated it, it's not just like oh this is a brand new idea i mean let's not forget the fact that nintendo did the same thing this year yep so nintendo. to be fair nintendo no, no, don't, don't even get me started on time. nintendo yeah <laughs> don't even get me started so, uh, <laughs> so and remember and remember just because reverend doesn't agree with with josh and me doesn't mean that we won't vehemently defend him in the comments so people <laughs> better be careful <laughs> yeah, don't be dicks don't be yeah exactly don't anyways. be dicks. no we'll be we'll, respectful we'll have fun we'll, we'll have fun I, 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 yeah, I, what i can yeah i don't know that song <laughs> anyway we're well, moving okay. on the last uh last moving, one you got it rev moving on yeah this one's this one's a little bit lighter um but it's also on the bounds of legality so uh as of day before yesterday i think my computer's updated its date um <laughs> yeah june 25th so two days ago as of this recording um oculus rift comes out and says hey zenimax remember that whole lawsuit that you filed against us well you're kind of full of shit and we demand trial by combat no not really i wish that would, that would be, be awesome could you imagine like like two guys decked out in swords you'd be like winner, well, winner. Two guys decked out in virtual reality yeah 
Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. The Oculus has a helmet and <laughs> yeah. some like the, those uh, sensors all over their body. They'd Why like, do we uh, not have a justice system this way? <laughs> that's the Tron justice system. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know how well that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> People exploding into pixels. Yeah, basically. Uh, so yeah, basically they refuted the, everything that Zenimax claims and said, "Look, you guys, we've been doing this for years now, and you had all of this opportunity to bring forward your complaints at any given time. But oh yeah, and who called that last time? We were talking about this. I think that was me. They didn't do it until after Facebook acquired Oculus. Yep. Yeah. So." So that pretty much, in in my opinion, based on what we knew from the previous information. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we lost rap. Uh, he's back. <laughs> oh, there you are. No, he's oh. gone. He's gone again. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, uh, anyway, go ahead. You can you can do the rest of it if you want, Tech. Okay. So, uh, you know, as, Re- as Rev was saying, um, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that uh, Oculus actually did steal... Uh, any Zenimax code, it has everything to do with the fact that Zenimax wants a cut on Oculus because Oculus stole one of their best and brightest developers. They're just butt hurt. That's all it I, is. I, I, and to be like, we were talking about this before. This is, I think, Oculus is doing this is doing this right. They're they're not like, oh, you know, we'll settle this out of court. They're like, no, this is important. Um, Zenimax is is oddly being a little bit immature about it like the like the way they were the way they were presenting their case is just like like they stole my toy and i want it back that's really like what it was my two billion dollar toy i don't know yeah and uh i mean i'm glad that oculus is looking to take this to as public of a court as possible um because this is a big deal even in even in general like uh Software companies saying that other software companies are like stealing ideas, and you know we we saw it with like all the music stuff back in the early two thousands and and the the nineties and eighties and stuff of musicians like stealing ideas and oh with and, uh, <laughs> Vanilla Ice <laughs> yeah with like Vanilla Ice and there's also like but that's a different like, thing they, yeah they, exactly this they're talking about they're talking they're trying to say that that they owned the code in the first place and that uh they that uh, what's his face um. What I can't I find his name. name. I don't remember his name. Yeah, the guy from Oculus. Um, basically, they're trying to say that he stole the he stole Oculus in the code John and, and, and took his John Carmack. Thank you. Thank uh, you. He's back <laughs> with a <Yes>. vengeance <laughs> that he stole um, their their trade secrets, even though they're not a uh, console or or accessory. Uh, type of of company within the industry. Uh, I was going to say, you want to pick it up now? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know what you guys kind of covered while I was uh, having my internet issues. And when I find out who kicked my router, I'm going to kick them. Um, (laughs) That sounds like problems I was having earlier. Uh, but uh, no, like uh, they, they are two different things. And, and as I was saying, uh, you know, none of this came about until all of a sudden Oculus is worth $2 billion in cash and stock. So in my mind, at least, my and given the fact that ZeniMax had access to everything that Oculus Rift was doing starting in 2012. Yeah. 
then it's it's been a year and a half. Like what yeah. what were they doing? That that's what they're saying. That's what that's what Oculus is saying. And by the way, the the claim is actually filed against Palmer Lucky, which is uh, who's the uh, founder the original, of the yeah, company. Yeah. Um, John uh, the uh, John Carmack is the one that created the code and did the work while at Zenimax. Yeah. Um, but uh, now I forget what I was saying. Crap. Yeah. See, I, I had that exact same problem <laughs> yeah. earlier. Like, <laughs> I think it's the heat. It, it's that, and like all the fact that it's just like, oh, legal stuff. Brain hurts. Yeah. Uh, see, and I love takes, the legal stuff. Well, like, it takes a very specific person to be a uh, to be a lawyer. Uh, um, we're called psychopaths. There's social. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say liars. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I have. Uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, as, as everyone says, like I'm a great negotiator. I'd make a great lawyer, except I have too much of a conscience. <laughs> yeah. You have too much of a conscience. Conscious, you're too conscious Conscience. enough. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we'll have a we'll have a link at the in the show notes. Uh, or I call them show notes. You guys call them, you know, comments or whatever. Yeah, description. Uh, but it'll have the description. Yeah, there we go. It'll well, whenever have whenever we get our whenever we get our website up. What I'm planning on doing is is uh, maybe copy and pasting a cleaner version of the show notes into our website description of, of each episode. So oh, that'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. So anyway, but that is, okay. uh, I think that's it for Indie News Injection. We've been talking a lot about the fish and um, uh. the rest of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it about this, though. That's the good yeah, part. Yeah, exactly. So before before an actual riot starts up, let's, uh, let's just get on to starting the riot. I got my Molotovs. <laughs> huh? Today on Starting the Riot, we have this little known game, and I'm kind of being facetious there. I should stop that. Uh, <laughs> have you heard of the, Have you heard of a development company called Yacht Club Games? Not a whole lot of people have, maybe. But here's Shovel Knight. Now, Shovel Knight is amazing. Like I, I've. Hmm. So I emailed them and asked them if we could get some press keys, some review codes for it, so that we could feature them on a segment like Starting the Riot, and I haven't heard back from them. Um, so having so many friends that were tweeting about, oh, Shovel Knight, you got to check it out, blah, 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 uh, I kind of went and stole the credit card out of my wife's purse and <laughs> bought a copy on Steam. Uh, I've she put- hears you right now. She's like, what? In the background. <laughs> if I suddenly cut out again, you know, I, you don't have my ad. You hear the cartoonish, like, yeah. thumps and, and fo- <laughs> like, the hitting sounds of, like. <laughs> oh, that's my neck. Um, <laughs> that was that was good. Water bottles. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, Shovel Knight, really fun. It is done intentionally in the 8-bit NES style. Uh, it's currently out for Wii U, the 3DS, and Windows PC, and hopefully they're working on the uh, the they they are working on Mac and Linux. Um, but think of. Uh, a, a popular game. Okay, think think of a cross between like Simon's Quest and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, Castlevania. Castlevania and Metro, uh, not Metroid. Um, uh, you mentioned Mega it Man. earlier, Mega Man. Mega Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, this literally is it's like you're you're this dude running around in. Uh, I'm being told it's blue armor, and uh, you're you're at <laughs> night. Uh, and it is blue armor. 
Okay. Um, your your weapon is a shovel, and with the shovel you can dig things and you can hit things and you can jump on things like uh, from from the old NES DuckTales game. You know, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> so like, it, really, uh, it's, it, it's everything that the old NES adventure platformer type games had all combined into one, and they did their best to stick into the technical limitations of the of the NES except for where doing so would make it a worse game so like the resolution is higher they have you know a, a higher a higher amount of sprites that they can have on lot, any given plane to be animations. fair that was one of the biggest problems with the NES is sprite fall off and whatnot but oh I mean, yeah yeah. No, it really was. And and they tried to stay as close to it as possible, but then they went, you know what? This makes it a worse game. Do you remember so- do you remember in like a previous episode we were talking about uh Sony's like indie showcase where they were talking about games that brought old style to new yeah. technology to that's a, this is a perfect example mm-hmm. of that where they take they take this old and uh, snes style or nes style it's actually close to snes i guess yeah um this old style and and make and adding in the modern technology that just makes it so much better like you said with with the more pixels and and there's extra animations and just a lot longer of a game because it can hold more memory yeah, um, and and also I gotta I gotta say too, that uh, that soundtrack, mm-hmm. awesome. No, and I think re- they sell it. I think they sell it separately too, don't they? Uh, sure. I do, yeah, you can get the you can get the uh, the soundtrack separately. Uh, I don't know if they have it right now, but I know they were talking about that. Um, I know that. You, they built into the game. You can go in, and as you play the game, you collect these uh, these sheets of music, like sheet music files. Uh, it's one of the random hidden collectibles in the game. There's like 48 of them. Guess how many tracks there are? Oh, there's 48. And you can go into this town, like the first town you're there, and you turn in these to a bard, and he pays you gold for it, which you can then use to purchase upgrades and whatnot. But, uh, like... You can then ask him to randomly play them, and like I've I've spent more time. Okay, that's not true. Uh, I've spent a lot of time just listening to each individual track, going in and talking to the bard and being like, "Hey, I want you to play this song," and he does, and it's like the boss theme for the Plague Knight, and you're like, "That's what? cool." <laughs> it's really kind of cool. The whole thing, I like. I said I've got I've only got four hours into it, and I am nowhere near complete. Like I've beaten three or four of the bosses and there is so much to do good one of the things too one of the like the big features of the game is is just the characters and the storyline like you apparently a lot of people are getting really attached uh to to the characters that are are in the the game I, i i haven't played it yet unfortunately i really want to but um is that true like have you found any characters i mean maybe obviously the shovel knight hopefully but well the the shovel knight to me doesn't really mean anything to me like like he's kind of just the avatar at the moment right um I, and i'm not quite getting a, a good story behind that uh I, what i am doing however is i am identifying a lot with the um like like some of the 
uh, random mobs that you're encountering in the game. Like, there's these little weasel things that have a helicopter blade above them. And you you you, you hear that, and you're like, what the hell is that, like, on acid? Yeah, no. It, it, like, they just... They're rats that have a helicopter, and it's not their fault that they're in your way, and yet you take damage if you run into them. There's exploding... Like, I'm getting caught up into the side story. Like, some jerk is going around <laughs> breeding these animals... And then, like, uh, the the one that I just encountered today, because, well, all of it was today, but the one that I just encountered before we came in to start recording was the, uh, uh, there, there's a new enemy, there's a fire guy, like, he's all on fire, and, you know, that's cool and all, you can't bounce on him like you do normal enemies, because, oh yeah, he's on fire, you take damage, and then you fall through him, so you can't do that, but if you hit a thing of ooze onto him, suddenly he's one of those really cute little jelly bean enemies from the very first level. Oh, he's so adorable. I just want to hug him and squeeze him. And then he kills you, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Like, like this this game has so much... Like, they're, they're doing... They're not just taking, like, the old oh, this was the blue enemy and this was yeah. the red enemy and this is the purple enemy type format. Like, they're taking actual, like, they're evolving those enemies and then you can see their transaction right then and there. You know what this game feels a lot like? It feels a lot like awesome. a mixture between uh, La Mulana and uh, this other game that was old um, where you're a kid and you get sucked into this, like, other world to save it from this darkness and it, yeah. it it's like kind of candy-ish and then it gets really dark it's hard to explain i I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out you guys talk amongst yourselves it feels like it, it just it just feels like um talking about other games that it feels like and looks like uh la mulana which is uh an old school puzzle platformer um and then like the older uh sort of action fighting side scrollers that you don't shoot in it just feels really good. I could, I could see that. Good. The the <laughs> amount of the amount of equipment that oh hey I'm sorry, monster I just, party. It feels oh, like monster yeah. party. I could see that. I could see that. So like the 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 equipment that they have in here, all of it has some purpose, and there is I guess technically there there is a best route to complete the game. Because you're given, you know, you do your very first level and then you go into town and cool, that's all fun and good. And then you can't proceed until you take out these two bad knights. Um, and, you know, something that you pick up on one of them will help you in the other, but the reverse isn't necessarily true. And so there is kind of an optimized way, I guess, you could do it. But I haven't found that it's like, oh, no, you have to do it this way. Otherwise, you're screwed. Um and I, I just, I was clicking about on their website, literally the word about on their website, and found out that they're not too far from me. They're, uh, they're in Valencia, California. And, uh, pay him a visit. I might show yeah. up. Be like, hey, I love <laughs> bring, game. bring like well, an audio recorder or something some, with you. Some keys. <laughs> show up and be like, hey, where you at? Um, so yeah, they're, they're within an hour's drive of me, give or take. So. You, you are kind of in the epicenter of studios over that way. You're you're within driving distance of a bunch, I think. Yeah, well, I used to be within driving distance of THQ. In fact, I used to work right next door to THQ before they went bust. So. Yeah, I was going to say they're out of business now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw I saw those pictures of like their empty studio. But anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah. 
No, I definitely check out Shovel Knight. Like, I am having so much fun with this. And uh oh, we lost him again. Oh. He's having so much fun with this, and he really hopes. To- oh, he's back. Yep. I I heard you guys. Oh no, you you dropped you cut out. out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay, so what I was saying is, uh, I'm I've been having so much fun with this. Like, I, when we're done recording, I I know we're gonna play D and D afterwards, but uh, D&D, like I'm, guys. I'm going to be playing Shovel Knight as well. So. <laughs> uh, any any questions about it? No, I've seen enough. Uh, <laughs> can you can you really drive over and like make them give me a key? I will see what I can do. They don't have. You can either you can either yeah. give them a sob story about how I'm broken. I'm trying to feed children, or uh, just threaten <laughs> them. Either way works. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, next up, I think oh, wait. do have their address. <laughs> it's on their website on their if, if, I just want to put this out there if anything happens to uh, to <laughs> Yacht Club Games it is not the responsibility of the Indie Game Riot podcast Tekido's <laughs> bailing me out <laughs> I'm unemployed uh, well while you're in jail I'm sure some people will be getting a peep show of your anus please give all your attention to early access <laughs> All right, and for Peep Show this episode, we have a very, very special game. So special. Called RimWorld. Uh, If you haven't heard of it, it is a sci-fi colony sim-driven game by an intelligent AI storyteller. At least that's what it says on the site. Um, RimWorld follows three survivors from a crashed space liner, and they build a colony on a frontier world at the rim of the galaxy. Um, And... It is actually for Windows, Mac, and Linux, DRM-free download, and you also get a Steam key if you buy it uh, directly from their site. <clears throat> and it's made by a company uh, called Ludian, Ludian Studios. Uh, um, probably. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, but anyway, it was, on, yeah. uh, it was originally on Kickstarter, and they actually they asked for $20,000 and got uh, a little bit over that, $268,132. Dollars or Canadian dollars. I don't know yeah. if that matters. It's the same. <laughs> uh, I don't know. At this point, they might be actually a little bit more than the American dollar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but Most anyway, thing is. Yeah, really. Um, but anyway, one thing that the thing that really caught my eye. I mean, when you first look at this, uh, it looks like because right now it's in pre-alpha, but it, it looks, looks like. Hell. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't say that. No. Wow. No, no, no. Hear me out. It looks drab. It looks well. Uh, you're talking. It, it looks moody. It looks, is what you it, mean. It, no, I'm not even saying moody. I'm I'm just saying it 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 doesn't it doesn't pop until you start looking deeper. Like if you just give it a glance over, you're like, oh wow, this is well. Two this, things. Go ahead. Two things is one. It looks like Prison Architect when you first <laughs> look at it, and if you know yeah. Prison Architect, um, which is another pre-alpha game. Uh, or it's not pre-alpha. I think it's in alpha. Um, it's there's being an early build. It's it's a lot of times they generally look kind of barren, you know, because they don't have everything put into the game yet. It's no, just I, it's I, a playable I, function. Oh, but I also think the fact that it's on. I think it's supposed to be a little bit moody too, from what what I was talking about, um, because it's on this planet and you're trying to survive out in the far reaches of space. Um, but it's not other than the look of it. It's not 
taking after uh, Prison Architect. I don't even know if that was on purpose. What they're saying is actually more like Dwarf Fortress and The Sims. Mm -hmm. Um, As soon as I saw them start cutting into mountains in the trailer, I was just like, oh, this is Nomoria. Oh, crap. I really shouldn't play this game. I'll spend way too much time (laughs) playing this game. I'll I'll probably be really uh, connected, like really addicted to it as well if I get it. But um, basically, the thing that really really caught my eye and was like, well, this is going to be special as long as they stay on top of it um, is the thing they call the AI storyteller. And basically they have a a, a system built into the game where the game will choose moments based on your current circumstances to, for events to happen and how you're going to respond to that and everything like that. Um, Even set to different kind of difficulty levels. Um, For instance, they have three difficulty levels right now. Cassandra classic, which is like a, a rising curve. It's like a rising difficulty curve. That's more like um, as your skill grows, you know, so does the difficulty where, you know, Towards the towards the end of that curve, you know, you might be the 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 example they give is as early on the most dangerous thing that the AI will do is send a psychotic squirrel after you, um, which I guess is the thing. Um, but then later on, she might send. They're calling it a she, Cassandra Classic. Later on, she might send bands of scavengers, um, and eventually in the late game, uh, it'll be combined with. Uh, Arms, armed attacks from mercenaries, lightning storms, and crop blights. Um, all those Big sorts of invasions things. Invasions. And- right. And uh, so they have that. That's like the general, that's like the normal setting, I guess. There's Phoebe Friendly, which is like people that really don't want, they, they want to focus more on just the actual sim aspect of it where, you know, the, the city builder where they just want to grow their city and do the best they can and be relaxed. And then there's, they call Randy Random, who's just chaotic, neutral, or whatever you would call it, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of D&D terms. Um where they, he'll just do whatever the hell he feel like it. And so you could either get a good one or a bad one and just, uh, you know, you could get, you could get 10 different groups of mercenaries. They said it was a, a pirate attack, an electrical fire, uh, traders selling you tr- advanced weapons for a low price. All these things happening at once early on in the game or late on. That's those, awesome. Yeah, whatever you that, want. That would make really great Let's Plays. Yeah, this game, <laughs> that's why this game, talk about transformative, actually. This game is... There's so much open-endedness to it, and there's so much potential. And you know, I'm actually really excited to see mods. I hope they, I hope they open it up to modders on the Steam oh, Workshop. So cool. You know, because Pre- Prison Architect did that, and I think once that, you know, as that grows too, it'll be the same way. But these kinds of games have so much potential for modding. And a lot of uh, texture pack options and stuff, hopefully in the future as well, because it's a, <laughs> it's a relatively simple game. I think it'd be really cool to set this in like, a, I don't know, like a 1776 setting. I think that'd be kind of cool. Well, like like a either uh, old school colonial. or yeah, you know. I mean, it's obviously they're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna sell you a uh, a laser. <laughs> laser. I mean, you could change that's the, alternate the history. To do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm cool with playing alternate history. I'm I'm into steampunk stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I would, fun to sell. I I think I, over overall, I like the I like the idea of building up my my settlement and and. I, this looks like the answer to my problem that I have with Dwarf Fortress, which is I love the idea of Dwarf Fortress. I can't can stand playing Dwarf Fortress because <laughs> it's just it, it is so much of a hassle to do anything or be able to even to understand what's going on. I, I think that AI storyteller is the game changer, though. 
yeah, that, definitely. Yeah. No, and the that's, fact that it keeps it, it keeps you on your toes and it keeps it fresh every single time that you, you play. Every time, and they were talking about how they're not that those aren't just the only ones. They're talking about others as well. Like yeah, they're going to add more to it. Seasonal or moody. Like, could you imagine having like a, a uh, from from like Red Dwarf having Holly the the AI as your storyteller? Like one moment he's just retardedly stupid, and then the next moment he's you know bouncing gummy balls off. I, I also think that it'd be really cool to have a setting kind of like the old uh, RTS Caesar Three, and I think Caesar Four, but I never played Caesar Four with like the gods and how you had to make sure that every single god was happy by doing specific things and making specific monuments available to to people, or else mm. they would sink all your ships or destroy all your crops or. If you make them really happy, oh, well, you just, uh, your crops are really plentiful, or oh, you found some extra grain in your granary, or oh, all of your um, military units have extra morale now because you made me happy. I think that'd be a really cool thing to sort of play. Like, you don't really know what you're getting, um, but you can guess and have things that make people interested. Um, Bleak! Bleak! That was the word that I was looking for. <laughs> uh, there we go. I'm glad you found it. Well, before yeah. we move on, um, just some information on how you can get it. Again, you can go to their website, RimWorldGame.com. They have three different, uh, well, four different ways that you can um, buy the game, um, each in different increments. You know, as far as the amount that you pay, Tears. you'll get different things. Tiers. Thank you. Um, you can just get the game where you get the Steam key when it, when it, when the game is released on Steam. Um, and a prototype, a prototype pack of the early game designs, et cetera, et cetera, um, for thirty bucks on their website. You can get your name in the game for an extra ten dollars. For a hundred dollars, you can get all that stuff, and you get to uh, write a unique character background, including backstories and skills. And uh, you can, you can, you technically you just write yourself into that in any kind of storyline that you want. Because they're trying to make this, it's it's an open ended like city builder type sim kind of game, but it's. It's also got you know a bit of um, story. It's a story tell. It, there's a story to it. Storyteller, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then again, for two hundred dollars, you get all that sort of stuff. Um, but your your character will be a pirate uh, who commands a group of raiders. And oh, write, that is awesome! And you can reunite. Uh, it says you can write a, a more intense, stronger character, and they'll play a key role in quote negotiations. Your character will be the pirate representative. Yar. <laughs> that sounds so, like fun. If you got the money, definitely do it. Yeah, Support RimWorld because this looks awesome. So it's not it's not just a, a city builder. It's not just a survival. It also has like I'm I'm reading further down onto its features list. Like it has the it, it's an RTS, you know, there, that has a built-in cover system that you know leaning yeah. around corners for better coverage and. Um, hit chances based on distance, your skill, weapon, lighting, angle, and cover. Like, if you're into crunchy systems, uh, th- this is definitely... Sorry, that's an old RPG term. But yeah, if you're into a very crunchy uh, type system, like this has... It, it seems like it's going to have something for everybody. It's going to be awesome. Period. I'm, I'm excited for it. I, 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 Despite my earlier commentary that sounded... Well, I think that's all we have to say about Room World Game. Go support it. Go check it out. I think it's time to move on to free fun. All right, everyone. On this week's free fun, we have Tobias and the Dark Scepters. This is the game that time forgot. 
Uh, this game was made by a single guy over the course of 13 misspent years, as he puts it. Uh, and now you can download it for free on his website, TobiasGame.co.uk. Uh, and you can also check out the video that he's made about it called The Game That Time Forgot. Um, and this is a, uh, I, I guess I'm just going to use the description that he, uh, he, he wrote for it. A Zelda ripoff that is nothing like Zelda. A labor of love. A game that time forgot. Uh, you play as Tobias, who is uh, called by the king to check the catacombs under the castle because there is evil brewing. And you are literally fighting against the manifestation of evil in the world. Like everything evil, you are out to kill and stop. And it starts out in this very sort of simple uh, platformy uh, sort of game that feels a little bit young and feels well both both young in terms of feel and dated in terms of um you know gameplay and then everything and then everything slowly as this game had been developed over the years that it had been developed gets bigger and better and uh smarter and the puzzles that you have to do are um uh, really get get more complicated and you exactly and you sort of grow as the game grows because it's not all one cohesive line. It starts out very simple, very straightforward, and then gets more uh, technical and complex, both in art style and gameplay as you, as you go on. And for a game that was made by one guy, uh, it's a long game. It's, it's quite long. Um, I haven't beaten it, but I've played for maybe two or three hours and, for a free game, two or three hours is about as much as you can ask for. Um, re- you have different key settings. Uh, X, Z, and C are the ones that I like doing. And then it's a arrow key uh, movement game. Uh, you have a shield. You can pick up items, use different items. And the, the use of all the different mechanics that are in this game, the, the game doesn't stick to like one gimmicky mechanic. It changes up every single time. So like in the first level, uh, you have to get a paintbrush that throws luminescent paint and you have to go into this dark uh dark room and throw luminescent paint on the uh on the platform so you can actually see where you're jumping and it's you sort of have to follow all the drips through to get to the next level and it's ah so it's yeah you you were talking about how it develops throughout the game do you think uh going from this very simplistic and and childlike uh, beginning, do you think that might have something to do with the fact that he started making this at like age 12 or something that, like that? that? That's exactly why it is. <laughs> that, that's literally why. And it, It's it, kind of it cool though, like seeing it yeah. evolve like that. It's like you you get to see him grow through the game. Yeah, That's pretty cool. It, w- do you know why exactly? Because Like the it's TLDR the version. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's it, he, he talks about it in the video that he posted about it. Uh, but basically he made all the graphics too large. Um, he had too many other things to do. He had to rework the, he also, he had to rework the engine that he was running about halfway through because he wasn't happy with it. And it wasn't really working for the game that he was trying to make. Um, he made all the graphics too complicated because he, he basically was very ambitious when he started out which means that if a enemy or uh, any sprite on the screen is facing a certain way, it is going to be shadowed on the same side where the light would be coming from, not just have the sprite light, the, the lighting on the sprite stay static. 
Uh Um, So he had to do every single animation, uh, every single frame with two different light sources, depending on the direction that they're facing. Um, He stuck to the plan of uh, level, level, boss fight, level, boss fight, level, 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 big boss fight, super epic boss fight, final boss fight. Um, Even though he could have, you know, he looks back and he thinks he could have cut stuff out. But uh, basically, development hell. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, it's an ambitious project for a a, a teenager to take on. And then 13 years later to get to see that live. At least you had to drive to finish it, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, so many stuff that, like, I've got projects that I started back when I was 13 that have never seen the light today. You know, I, I did also want to add his uh, his soundtrack doesn't sound too bad. No, and it doesn't. It is available for sale on Bandcamp. Yep, uh, it's a, a name your price uh, purchase, and I just based on what I've heard of it, like it's not super extensive. Like there's only twenty some odd tracks, and I think it comes out to be something like uh, around an hour or so. Yeah, and, and the songs are simple, like it. They aren't like these huge orchestral arrangements that were done by the most professional of, of composers. But no, like, it was done by him and like his and, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they really fit the game and they sound good. So, yeah. Well, uh, any other any other words on on Tobias and the Dark Scepters? Other than you have absolutely no reason not to go to the site and download it and play it. It's it, free. It's, it's free. It's super simple to play. Uh, it starts up. You do have to install a font uh, for it to run, which is a little bit weird. But I mean, you know, it's not hard. Uh, he, he runs you through it and uh, for instructions on how to do that. If you don't know how to install fonts, but definitely check out Tobias and the Dark Scepters. All and, right. And props to Adam for getting that out. Oh, yeah. yeah high, seriously. High five, buddy. Um, well, I think that is the end of the show. Man, we took so much time on a Philfish <laughs> on a Philfish uh, verbal yeah. fist fight. Mm-hmm. Um, say that nine times fast. Verbal fish. Verbal fish fight Phil. Good job. Yeah. Well, as if you didn't notice, there is a very cool soundtrack. Uh, or, or music, I should say, video game music running in the background, much like in our last episode. Um, today, or this week, the artist is Mort. I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing I, this right. I feel like it's it's Morte. Morte or Mort Mechadaver? Mechadaver? Mechadaver. Mecca- We're me- horribly <laughs> ignorant when it comes to pronunciation. Well, we anyway. apologize. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, his music is a little bit on the darker side, but we use this video we, we use his video game uh, selection out of his uh, SoundCloud. So thank you for sending us your your music, by the way, Mort or Morte. It's, it, tell us how to pronounce your name. I think it's I think it's Morte McCadaver. McCadaver. Well, think about it. Cadaver, Morte. You know, death. McAdouble. Uh, yeah. well, I, I got the I, I got the cadaver part. Yeah, Morte. Just... Well, because I listen to a band called Bella Morte. Not a sponsor. Um, they're actually kind of, they're not indie, but they're, they're cool. And yeah, it, it's Latin or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, yeah, we're using his music and if you have, uh, first of all, go check it out and support him, um, and say, Hey, good props on the music. Um, if the link will obviously be in the description of the video and everything and on our subreddit. Um, but if you have music yourself or if you know a friend who does video game music like in, in, for indie games or whatnot uh, and is willing to share 
music with us that we can use and play in the background like we did with Mort or Morte's uh, music, let us know. Email us. And I'll tell you all the ways that you can contact us and find updates on IGR. But First that'll of all, happen next week. No, <laughs> just remember to, to enable continued. the evolution. Yeah, there you go. Good job. <laughs> we, had, stole it. we didn't throw it in. Stole it right out of Rev's mouth. I did. Uh, first of all, the show is hosted on my channel, youtube.com slash Gaming. That's J-A-S-H-I-N-Y-A Gaming. You can find us on Twitter at IGR Podcast, facebook.com slash IGR Podcast. Reddit, we have our own subreddit. It is reddit.com slash r slash Indie Game Riot. Our website at the moment is igrpodcast.webs.com. And, uh, and like we said last time, I believe that's going to be changing in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. And uh, lastly, the, on that website, there is a contact form, but you can also email me directly at uh, joshinogaming at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, I'll share any uh, IGR podcast-related emails with Tech and Rev. Um, am I missing anything? I don't think so. You didn't. You, you talked about the subreddit. Good yes, job. It, yeah. I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad you always remind me after I talk about the yep. subreddit to talk uh-huh. about the subreddit. Well, anyway, uh, before before uh, Tech loses his short-term memory once again, why don't we say our goodbyes? <laughs> We're talking about Phil Fish this episode, right, guys? Yes. <laughs> All over let's again. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let's talk about Phil Fish yeah. moment here. What an outstanding and- guy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, continue, we'll continue to fight uh, after. after yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Have a good one, guys. See you, guys. Toodles. Let me chew it up. And Damn. perfect timing for the dick <laughs> on a motorcycle. Do you like how loud my car is? I'm sorry about your penis size. <laughs> <laughs>